0: Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
1: Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dalvin.
2: And uh, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Hey, good
3: morning, one and all. Good morning, Franklin. Hi, Charlie. Hey, what's cooking? What's, coo- what's, what's a very cooking? good question. <laughs> we were just talking about, uh, with Shirley, I was just mentioning this course that I'm teaching at Durham College and it's yes. uh, the students, many of the students in the course are part of a, a faculty that is studying field to fork. So growing, <clears throat> excuse me, edible foods and then harvesting, storing, um, curing, preserving, doing whatever and then handing off to the culinary students who then cook with everything that they've hey, grown. That's
2: a, that's a great idea. It's a
3: very, it's a very new program, and it's, really, it's a neat program. Very, very, um, very nice kids now, are how involved. How many students do you have? Uh, Fifteen in this class, yeah. Enough to wrangle, huh? Enough to wrangle, exactly. Yeah. More Cat than wrangler. enough to wrangle, exactly. <laughs> like herding yeah. cats, trust me. <laughs>
2: well, alrighty, Here we are on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio AM 740, broadcasting live and direct, might I say, from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village direct- here in Toronto. Direct, might you say. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Phone numbers, let's get those on the air. For those in Toronto area, call 416 416- three six zero zero seven forty and of course anywhere in the province it is toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty okay all right oh a little mantra call early call often one question per call there have been folks who've been trying to sneak that second question in so we're we're ever watchful. And uh let's see what else is, what are we on? Well a little Oh the yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> if you're
2: the first time caller, let Sebastian Wake know. Up. <laughs> there we go. And we'll give you a little ring in. That's
3: right. Get uh, the your wings. welcoming bells. Which give you your wings. You got it. You got it too. Okay, a couple things coming up. This weekend Only the Christmas show is going on. Uh, It is at the Royal Botanical Gardens. So today and tomorrow, today 10 to 6, tomorrow 10 to 5. It's kind of one of those shop till you drop uh, situations. Maker's Marketplace, there is an admission price. Of course, members, RBG members are free. And they're asking for donations of hats and mittens. Uh, in order to win great prizes. But it's all about local artisans, unique vendors, and one-of-a-kind gifts. So that's Royal Botanical Gardens 680 Plains Road West in Burlington and that would be happening in the RBG Centre, I would think. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, okay, so speaking of <clears throat> open houses and botanical gardens, the Toronto Botanical Gardens is having a big thing this Thursday. You should come, actually. It's going to be really fun. This Thursday December the 3rd is the holiday open house. So it starts early. The mm. cafe is open. There's a farmer's market. Um, there's great shopping. So for gifts, for live material, for de- you know, decor yeah. purposes. Um, <clears throat> there's a gently used garden book sale. As I mentioned, organic farmer's market. Um, then the reason you really want to come is there's going to be a festive floral face-off. Ooh, ooh! Seven, Sounds dangerous, actually. Yeah. Seven <laughs> thirty p.m. Throwing
2: wreaths at one another. What's? Well,
3: it's <laughs> myself, believe it or not, uh, and two very extraordinarily talented florists competing uh, to put together festive floral decor, which will then be auctioned off.
2: Will it be timed?
3: Oh, I, I mean, think so. Yes, oh boy. and you remember Dennis Flanagan, that yes. wacko. Yes, he's emceeing <laughs> the event, so
2: it's <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs>
3: guaranteed to be silly. Uh, anyway, that should be fun. So get out to that if you can. Of course, uh, members are free admission. If you're not a member, you're going to pay to get in, and honestly, it's cheaper to be a member than it is oh, to it. pay for one one entrance. Of course, the address of the Toronto Botanical Gardens is seven 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 Lawrence Avenue East in Toronto at Leslie, and then the the big announcement here. Remember Tina, Tina Van Andel, the master gardener. Actually, she filled in for you when you were holidaying. Uh, you you've, she's the one that wore the T-shirt that said "Great Bulbs." Oh yes. <clears throat> All right. So Tina Van Andel sent in an announcement. Bulbs. <laughs> so leave it to you. The announcement is, come grow with us, 2016. You, that means you, everybody listening, are cordially invited to attend this major horticultural event as gardeners from all over North America converge between April the 8th and 10th at the renowned Deerhurst Resort in hospitable Huntsville. Spectacular sessions on trees, succulents, invasive species, permaculture, Hugel uh, culture, which you've never heard of. hugel culture meaning hill culture or hill mounding. Smarty pants, and actually smarty plants. <laughs> when is a flower not a flower? And much more. So enjoy Black Friday pricing only until December 1st. Register now at ca. So ca up until December 1st for special early bird pricing. Okay. All right.
2: That's a whole raft of things and it it is. moving because we've got folks on the line waiting to chat with you, Charlie, here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. On in just a moment. Oh, We've been turn on the mic. Here I, here I am talking away and, and Charlie's pointing. Turn on the mic. Turn. I've only been in business over 50 years and I'm still going.
3: Turn on, oh, on no. the mic.
2: Oh, okay. Very good. Good morning. Yeah, well, good morning. <laughs> Renee in Brantford. Good morning. Welcome to the show.
4: Yes, good morning, you two. You sound really hilarious today, I must say.
3: <laughs> thank you, I think. <laughs> it's
4: about my cyclamen. Mm-hmm. It's been blooming non-stop since last February. Nice. And uh, so I'm getting new leaves in the center, thank goodness. But the mature leaves around the, the perimeter are all curling in. Now, if I should spray, uh, give it a light spray with water, would that help? <laughs>
3: It, yes, it might, because now the heat is on, the yeah. um, humidity obviously is much lower. So keeping humidity up around any of your tropicals is important. Uh, so And always water from the bottom with yes, cyclamen. I, so, and, I mean, you could even consider a pebble tray, you know, the, the uh, saucer with pebbles uh, in the bottom of it. Cyclamen sits on top of the gravel and water is always around the gravel, just always evaporating around the plant. That can be a great way to raise humidity on, on a local plant. Um, and older leaves curling and turning yellow, not unusual as long as new stuff is coming up, and, and not yellow, they're just just curling it must
4: be the heat in the house, I yeah. think because it takes a lot of water lately,
3: okay, yeah,
4: it's it could all be that. they're they're curling inward. But there's no uh, disease or anything like that.
3: Yeah, and, and you know to let it get fairly dry between watering so yes. you feel the soil. and, and well, but, but all I'm saying is that those curling leaves may just start to turn yellow. And that's not that unusual for the older, mature leaves mm-hmm. to drop as new ones form. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be overly concerned. But, you know, cyclamen like bright spot, cool temperatures, water from below, and they're happy plants.
4: And not, not, could I spray it with a
3: mister? Misting, great idea.
4: Okay, okay. And should I top it up with a little soil because it's getting down a bit on top?
3: No, I wouldn't, I mean, uh, an eighth of an inch maybe, just a tiny, tiny bit. Okay. But, but just a tiny bit. You don't want to cover, there's a corm there and you don't actually want to cover it.
4: And a little um, uh, uh, fertilizer, should I?
3: Yes, if it's flowering, you could fertilize.
4: Okay. All right. Okay. All
3: right. Thank and you very much. You're Mary very Christmas.
4: welcome. Thank you. Okay. You too.
2: Merry Christmas. See you, Renee. Well,
3: and Renee was she said's been flowering nonstop. So yeah. yes, good idea to fertilize because it takes a lot of energy to make flowers. So feeding plants when they're flowering in active growth like that is a good idea.
2: Excellent. Okay, Dorothy, not from Oz but from Toronto, on the air with us right now. Hi, Dorothy.
5: Hi. Uh, good morning. Morning. Um, now that winter is coming, I'd like to know the name. Uh, 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 the ice crystals that you put on your steps and porch mm-hmm. so that uh, it melts the ice, but it's not going to kill the flowers like mine did last year.
3: Right. Yeah. You want to avoid the straight salt. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You want to avoid the salt in the yeah. yellow bags. Uh, yeah. However, the, I think you'll find at grocery stores and at the home, you know, home stores. What's it called? It's that blue, it's a blue, um, it's a very nice little uh, package that it comes in. It's not a bag. It's more of um, almost like um, a fleecy bottle, you know. It's the plastic bottle with a handle, and you can sprinkle it on the stairs. And I don't know what it's called, but I will look it up here, Dorothy, and I'll let you know. It is something that works well to uh, control the ice and will not damage the grass. Fine. Thank you very much.
2: Okay, Dorothy. Thanks for joining us on the show here on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. <clears throat> just uh, before we get to our next caller, uh, a word or two about Sierra Sil. Mm-hmm. and wanted—I've contacted Melanie at the office there because uh, I was running low well, of the product. Yes. Contacted Melanie. I,
3: Not everybody can
2: well, no, contact yes, Melanie. Yes, I know, but okay. I have the inside track there. Uh, just the, important thing is, <laughs> the important thing get is the
3: important thing is get to the point. to
2: the point. Dickens is listening right now oh, at home. Oh, there you My go. Cat.
3: Oh, your cat. Yeah,
2: Dickens. I have had word from Melanie that chews are on the way, that contains chews.
3: yeah, As in animal, like... K- yeah. Kitty Cat Chews, Pet that's Chews. Right. Pet, they're treats. They're C H E W S.
2: And so he is going to be
3: ecstatic
2: because you think? if he gets well, he's you know, 15 and a half now and look. maybe a few little, you know, aches and pains.
3: He'll look like the picture on the pamphlet.
2: Well, that's See a little, there's a little kitty little cat, l- cat
3: leaping in the air <laughs> saying meow on the pamphlet of for Pet
2: Chews. You, you sometimes make this job much much harder than it should be.
3: Why? <laughs> I thought it was helping you. Wait,
2: yes. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, Meow. Mm. In the correspondence with Melanie, she, geez, she was going on about the wonderful uh, new product, Sierra Sil, and getting accolades from all over the place uh, about the uh, new uh, the uh, oh, topical I- spray
3: Oh, well, yes. of course, because the topical spray, which is your favorite. That's right. I mean, right. Dickens doesn't get to use the topical no, spray. No, no. No, but the, uh, the, the pain relief topical spray was just awarded the Vista Magazine's Editor's Favorite Things Seal.
2: There you go. Yep. Sierra Seal. Check them out.
3: For more information, give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14. I was just going to say 16. Joint 14. <laughs> or check them on the web, sierracil.com. Today is going to be a
2: test, my friends. Like
1: oh, Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the garden show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM
3: 740.
2: Oh, oh dear me. Well, the fun and frivolity continues on the show here.
3: But I'm taking my my job very seriously. You are. I am just done the research that Dorothy asked me to do. She's wanting to be prepared in case it does get icy. I don't blame you, Dorothy. It might though we 're all praying for a tropical winter this year for a change uh, now there 's a lot of different products out there When I mention the blue stuff it's actually, it 's actually goes under the name Alaskan It comes in bags it comes in a jug it 's available at canadian tire i 've also seen it i 'm sure at the you know the Home depots home hardware yep. The other place I find is a good spot to to shop for safe ice-melting equipment is pet stores, pet What's food your, stores. Yeah. Because they'll typically have something in stock that will not only not damage your plants, but it also will not hurt the little paws on your dogs That's and cats. That's called safe
2: paws, as a matter of fact. Well,
3: there's yeah. a few. There's a safe paws, and then I see another one out here called paw thaw, and, you know, whatever. There's yep. a bunch out there. Uh, so, yes, definitely get some some of these things On hand, just in case we get some cool weather. Good idea.
2: Okay. Well, on hand on the line here from Kitchener is Jean. Good morning, Jean. Welcome to the show.
6: Good morning. Morning. Good morning. I enjoy your program very much. Thank you. Uh, My question regards uh, starting uh, seeds for a calla lily. Ah. Now these seeds, I I've had them for. Oh, they were from uh, a season before this past flowering one,
7: mm-hmm.
6: and it's a yellow calla lily. And um, it ha- the leaves on the calla lily have those uh, spots
3: on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. It's a lovely calla. Now, I am not. Con- I'm not positive whether the seeds that would form on that plant would necessarily grow the same plant. Oh. Uh, and that's partially because hybrids, and it's just the way it works genetically, that, that the seeds that are formed on a plant do not necessarily represent the parent if there's been cross-pollination, and often that is the case. However, if you have the seeds and you'd like to try growing them, now you say you these are from not this summer, but summer 14, 2014? I
6: have uh, planted a few. In a uh, a pot, Uh and there's more than one, (coughs) excuse me, because I wasn't sure whether they would germinate or not, Uh and I have some that have germinated, Mm -hmm. and I'm just wondering where I go from here. Uh, Some of them, uh, there's about eight in a pot, Uh, it's a small pot, and I'm going to have to do something with them to give them more room. Yeah, I, <clears> and um, eating them so it. Um, it, it's
3: it's just one of my things. I yeah, that's I'm great
6: from the farm
3: for sure. Oh, absolutely. I I'm a, I love to. <laughs> Nothing better than growing seeds just to see what you get. You know well, how many. This
6: is the interesting, the, the challenge, and the interesting thing. Yeah, uh, I have been careful and. In some tiny pots, I have tried to uh, just put one seed. Well, Mm. if it doesn't germinate, so what? Mm. And uh, this one pot is about uh, four inches deep. By about four inches around, and I have about eight germinating seeds (laughs) in
3: there. That's great. Well, that's great. So, okay, so your job now is to get yourself seven more of those little four-inch, three- or four-inch pots. Yeah. uh, Some fresh, make sure it's fresh and clean and never been used, sterile potting soil, which you're going to moisten, and you're going to fill up the seven other pots with, you know, sort of a loose mix of this potting mix. And then you're going to prick out those little tiny plants. And, you know, we call it pricking out because you're you're almost going to use like a little, like a skewer or a pencil sometimes can help because you just want to, you know, you make a little hole uh, center of the... Empty pot that's got the soil in it, and then just using your your fingers and a pencil, you gently lift out this tiny little seedling, move it across, drop it into that little hole, softly, gently soil around. Uh, I would mist it at first for the watering purposes because you don't want to knock the whole thing over with a big jug of water. Uh, so misting to moisten, and back onto the windowsill. I assume you've had them in a fairly bright spot. Keep them in a bright spot if you can uh, for the winter, and um, and just keep an eye on them as necessary, and they're going to get bigger and bigger, and by spring you'll be potting them up again into bigger pots.
6: Okay. Now I have a suggestion for a, a caller about melting ice. Uh-huh. Um, there is a product. It is a fertilizer, and if you're near a farm supply store mm-hmm. or something like that, it's urea, and it is a
3: fertilizer.
6: Right. It's a nitrogen fertilizer. That's right.
3: It's ammonia-based.
6: It's pelleted.
3: Yeah. Okay. And so you and you find that works well to well. Definitely would would um, well, melt I've the been ice. i
6: using it because I've heard, understood that uh, the salt is uh, the the uh, breaks down cement for sidewalks and. Yes, kind of it thing.
3: does. And has your the urea hasn't uh, touched your stonework at all. The stone no. looks fine. Oh, that's good. good.
6: I've used it for years. Yeah, the yeah. problem is it it's cost. It is a little more costly than mm-hmm. salt. Okay. And yeah. uh, it, it's. Easy on your hands. Uh, uh, salt pellets will tend to right. be powdery, and uh, I have sensitive skin, so I like it for that because it's pellets. You know, it's tiny pellets, yeah. well, be- that's good. bead size, well, not bead size, tiny. Yeah, that.
3: no, that's a great idea. And you, re- of course, it is a fertilizer, as you point out. So it's certainly not going to hurt your plants. It's actually going to, in the spring, provide some fertilizer to whatever lawn or garden is next to the to the p- pavement. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for Great. that, Gene. Good.
2: Okay. A good thank tip to pass much. along. I thank enjoy you. Enjoy your
3: program. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you so
2: very much. And uh, just in advance, a very Merry Christmas to you, too. No. Uh, we're are not even you being in December festive. yet.
3: Uh, yeah. I'm still in birthday mode. Do you know how many birthdays there are in oh. my family in November?
2: Oh, yeah. You were telling me last oh, week. Killer. It just was on and on just and a on. killer.
3: Tomorrow's my dad's. <laughs> uh, but, but you know what somebody was telling me? Did you know that a couple of years ago, IKEA did a free crib giveaways for anybody who was having or had had a baby on November 14th. And you know why? Why? That's exactly nine months after Valentine's Day. Well,
2: there you go. That's
3: why there's so many November babies. Uh, eh? uh, They're all I Valentine's see. babies.
2: All righty. <laughs> let folks know we have a line open at 416 And anywhere else in the province, toll free, of course, one 866 740 Four seven forty. All right, uh, Elsie in Toronto. Good morning, and welcome to the show.
7: Hi. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I've really been trying for some time to get uh, ask for Charlie's advice. My son just bought a house downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. It has a very small yard, and uh, it's like cement, even in uh, in concrete. Mm. And I, I said, I'm going to get him a tree, so that at least there's some so, something green in front, and that mm. would make it look good good idea but i've been searching and looking around the trees in the neighborhood mm. that will uh, grow tall and slim because just like downtown lots, it's like about 12 by 10 or something in front and I, I don't want to cover the porch but i would like the leaves uh, the branches to branch out towards the second story mm-hmm. you know for for security reason mm-hmm. and it's in front of a busy uh, road.
3: Tell me about sunshine. Will there, is there any, will it get any sun where you want to plant this? Yes, it does. La, okay, so it gets a good number n- number of hours every day? It, it does. Uh, okay, so, you know what I suggest? And this is a plant that I hadn't actually um, seen until this past fall. It's a narrow growing oak tree, so it is... It, it, what did it affect, sorry... Won't it affect the uh, the pipes? No, you mean underground? Yeah. Well, I mean, trees have to put roots out, but no, it's not a highly uh, invasive plant in terms of it's rooting like so many. We think of willows think, oh, and yeah, that sort of thing. No, it's not that kind of a tree. I and think. oak trees in general have a tap root, which is the, like a carrot, right? It's that singular deep uh, root that goes down. Obviously, they have side oh. roots as well. But, okay. but the oak that I'm referring to, the common name is regal prince. And regal? regal, R-E-G-A-L, and then prince, like like it royalty. Means. And, and it's we? an <laughs> Okay. Okay, yeah. So P-R-I-N-C-E. So regal, prince, oak. So O-A-K. O-A-K. So I'm just showing... I've got it mm-hmm. up on the computer here. I'm just showing Frank. Nice symmetry. Really mm-hmm. nice plant. Shiny, dark green leaves all summer. Yeah. It does get some, some golden fall color. And of course, oak trees keep their leaves all winter. So you get that rustling sound all winter. I love the sound and mm-hmm. the wind because they're all dry, but they're still hanging on. In yeah. the spring, as the new leaves start to emerge, the old dried up leaves fall off. So okay. you've always got foliage. You've always got a certain amount of beauty. And it's a, it is a perfect downtown tree because it doesn't get very tall and it doesn't get very wide.
7: Oh, sounds great. Okay. May, may I just ask one question? Oh, what? I've been looking at Japanese pine tree. Would that work also?
3: Japanese pine Yeah? What's a Japanese pine? There's an Austrian pine. Oh. There's a lot of pines. Uh, I'm trying to think of one that's (laughs) specifically
7: a Japanese pine. Because I saw it in a Japanese garden.
3: Okay, well, you know, and honestly, pine trees in general, other than the the Austrian, Mm -hmm. the famous Austrian or Mugo, Do not like downtown conditions. Pine trees do not like pollution. They do not like urban noise and dust and silt and all of it. They just are not happy plants in the downtown urban situation, generally speaking. Thank you
2: very much. Okay. okay, I'll see. I was very sneakily done getting that second question. <laughs> I know. She, was, she, wanted, she really yeah. wants to put
3: a pine tree in, but that's I'm true. not a big fan of putting no. it. They pay a lot of money and it's not going to thrive. Well, Better to grow something so that's going to be why happy. Why waste your bucks? That's right. right. Okay. Allora,
2: that's where Dave is calling from. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hi, Welcome. Hi, Dave Brisbane here. Yep. I have a
8: orchid that we received from my mother's funeral back in September 2012, uh, shortly afterwards, it died back, the flower, mm-hmm. and we were left with four leaves uh, at the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, we left it in the dining room where it was uh, in a dormant stage for probably a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last year, uh, we've got a couple more leaves on it, and we've got these wiry things that are growing up and down, which I understand are roots yeah. for something searching for water. Uh, we give it uh, three ice cubes weekly, um, and I'm just wondering, will this ever come back and flower again?
3: You say it's in the dining room. Is it? No, any-
8: it's now. It's we've uh, for the last year uh-huh. uh, since these leaves have grown, uh-huh. uh, we've put it uh, in a window, and they're turning it periodically so that okay. it grows towards the light.
3: Okay, and what direction does the window face?
8: Um, <laughs> I think it's northwest.
3: Oh, perfect. All right, so. A north window is perfect for many of these orchids, and that's probably why you're se- you've seen some new leaves grow, uh, because they do like that bright but not you know super um, direct sunlight on them to produce new leaves. The roots you're seeing are completely normal. They are not actually looking for water, believe it or not. Okay, the roots are above. The, the soil or the, the bark that the plant bark, is growing yeah. in, they're called aerial roots, and they okay. actually take nitrogen from the air, and they do a, a whole bunch of gas exchange, which is all part of the regular photosynthesis and respiration of the plants. Okay. So don't worry about those roots. They're completely normal. The three ice cubes, if it's working for you, keep doing it. The one thing you could do to encourage new flowers and more flowers is some fertilizer. Okay. And it's specific orchid fertilizer you're going to look for. So at your favorite garden center or you may even find at a Canadian Tire or home hardware, orchid food, follow the instructions and start using the, the orchid fertilizer every month uh, starting in January. Great. Okay. Thanks
2: for your help. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much, Dave. And uh, I think Dave was a first-time caller. You know. Well, you know what? I bet he was. No, he didn't say anything. No. Okay. I'm getting a a nod of the head sideways, which means no.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A nod sideways. I like it.
2: Sideways. Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jesse in from Toronto. Oh, by the way, well, lines are open right now. We have two lines, absolutely free. 416 360 0740 and anywhere else in the province toll free 1 866 740 4740. And good morning to Jesse in Toronto. Hi, Jesse.
3: Hello. Good morning. Charlie?
5: Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to get through because I've tried many, 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 many times.
3: Oh, excellent.
5: Anyway, um, last year I planted four amaryllis bulbs. And, and in the fall I uh-huh. think uh, October or November, uh-huh. and they grew leaves uh. and in the spring, I put them out in the shed in in front of the window
4: uh-huh.
5: and the, the leaves grew longer right. But then in the fall they all fell off okay. and now I don't have anything. I put them back in the basement. Uh-huh. And they don't do anything.
3: Okay, so how long ago did you put them in the basement?
5: Um, in September.
3: Oh, okay. So it's all good. Um, now, what you want to do. Well, maybe I gave them too much water. I don't know. Oh, well, you know what I would do? I would pull them up out of the basement. And of course, amaryllis, when we plant them, about half the bulb sticks up out of the soil. So you yeah, can. I have s- to replant them. Well, yeah, why are they deeper than that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two of them. All right, so what you should do then, yes, spread out your newspaper, dump out the the pot, the soil, the bulb, and you will know whether those plants are going to grow or not, whether they're firm, you know, and you can feel the roundness, the the firmness, the weight of the bulb is there. Then repot, making sure that you've got you know, a full half to two-thirds of the bulb sticking out of the top of the soil and only the, the balance under the soil. Water once, put it in a bright, sunny window on the window ledge uh, or bright, sunny location, but just water the once and is, and wait. You will see that some something will start to grow, assuming that there's life in the bulb. And you there's no point, if it's just a dry husk of a bulb, Put it in the composter. But if it's got that firmness and that that heft, then plant it up and something will grow. Hopefully, flowers will grow as your first little green tip that you see. You want that to be the flower stem in a perfect uh, situation.
5: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But uh, how much water do I give it?
3: Well, when I say water once, you're going to water thoroughly the first time you water so that the soil is... Um, saturated, yeah. and of course, your pots have drainage holes so the water will drain through the drainage holes. The soil will become perfectly moist. If there's any water left over in the saucer, dump that out and just let the plants sit in a nice bright spot and don't water them again. It might take a week, two weeks, two and a half weeks before you water again. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, be careful to not over water. Bulbs are easy to rot with too much water, yes, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Let, Thank you, Jesse. Let us know how that works out, Jesse. Four okay. amaryllis. Never know. It could yep. be four amazing flowers or more. There you are.
2: Um, we're going to take just a smidge of a break here. And earlier in the show, you had uh, brought up the Sierra Sill website for us. I can do that for you website for <clears throat> us, <clears throat> Because um, I'm going to give a few facts about Sierra So Then I want you to talk a little bit about the advantages of going to that website and some of the... Um, details it can offer but sierra uh, often often people say is it is it really safe yeah the safety and effectiveness of sierra cell has been proven through rigorous testing and human uh, clinical trials and if it doesn't work, you will get your money back. It's not guaranteed to work. For yeah, everybody. The phone yeah. number, right? Yeah. Joint 14.
3: You'll know within 14 days whether that's, it's going to work.
2: That's right. And, yeah. and if you don't get relief within 14 days, you get your money back. That's absolutely guaranteed.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And question two, uh, can I take Sierra Seal if I have a sensitive stomach? Absolutely, mm-hmm. the all-natural minimal p- mineral powder helps detoxify the digestive system. Start with one capsule per day and gradually increase to the recommended dose over the 14 days.
3: Three per yeah, day. That's right. Now, if you do go to the website SierraSill.com, very just jumps right out right out at you. Two things: one is find a retailer near you. Just. Plug in your country, your province, your city, and it will come up and tell you where's your closest retailer to where yep. you live. If you're, if you wish to go and buy it at a store, if you prefer to order it online, you can at SierraSil.com or give them a call in Vancouver one eight seven seven Joint fourteen S I E
2: R R A S I L and the uh, sous chef for the garden, Frank Proctor, along with Charlie, of course, who is the master gardener who holds the forth master. here every Saturday morning, holds 9 forth. through to 10.
3: Like forth. royalty. Yeah, bro- yes. Well, <laughs> we have forth.
2: to, You know, and, and one of my jobs, Sebastian and I, yes. have to go out to the parking lot, take the big yeah, uh, red carpet and lay it down so when she gets out of her limousine, she can walk into the station.
3: You are so regally. full of <laughs> Well, fertilizer. speaking of fertilizer, <laughs>
2: Richard's on the line from Oakville. Hello, Richard.
3: Hi. Good morning. Good
2: morning. Um, I have a
8: question about fertilizer. Can fertilizer, like a golf green, be stored in an unheated garage over the winter? Great question and absolutely yes. Okay. Um, I know I'm not supposed to ask a second question, but last week I was speaking to you, and we were cut off because of time. Mm. Oh, very good. And you mentioned to me that I should add manure to my leaves, and I was going to ask you what kind of manure.
3: Composted manure. It'll either be cattle or sheep. It doesn't matter doesn't matter, right? Yeah. yeah, and that was the idea that you were going to leave the leaves rather than trying to collect them all in right, that under area trees. under yeah. the trees. Because well, it's virtually impossible to grow grass there anyway. Yep. So, yep, that's what I would do. Just uh, yep, get the the organisms chewing and there's lots of good organisms in the composted manure and you give them the leaves and they'll take them down real quick.
8: Okay, and uh, how, how, how much should I apply to this? Like and when applying it.
3: Uh, how big is the area roughly where beneath it's the trees? It's about
8: maybe fifteen by about thirty feet.
3: Okay, so fifteen by thirty, I'd probably buy about six bags and sprinkle six bags, and they're usually thirty-liter bags.
8: Okay, great. Thank okay. you very much for your help.
3: Thanks well, for Kate your Richard, call.
2: Thank you for joining us here. On Zoomer Radio on a Saturday morning where we always like to... It's kind of like gathering the family together, isn't it?
3: It is. Speaking of the the family, I I wanted a shout-out. Oh, yes. And uh, this is a shout-out to one of my ex-students from Humber College. Robert Fraser, just want a big thank you, and I know he's listening because he's he's a keen listener. Never phones, though, I notice, uh, but I just want to thank Robert. He uh, mailed me step-by-step instructions for how to find the Humber College living wall biofilter. It's, it's tucked in a building that's quite a circuitous route to get to from the greenhouse where I teach the course starting in January. <clears throat> Last year he led the parade. This year, of course, he graduated, so he won't be with us. So he sent me a photographic step-by-step, which is great. Because I will want to take the students in January to see that. Because these installations, they're tropical plants growing on a wall. Yeah. And at Humber, the wall, I think is three stories high, and it's about eh, 20 feet wide. These, This is a sustainable design response to creating a healthy indoor environment, lowering a building's Carbon footprint because the biofilter walls reduce the energy needed to treat outdoor air, right? Because mm-hmm. they're treating the air. They provide fresh oxygen. Obviously, plants use carbon dioxide Idiot. and give oxygen, they create acoustic absorption. Right, So you've got muffling of sound, which is lovely, and also white noise from the gravity water flow because there's always water trickling down. So it's all a compelling visual aesthetic and, of course, it's just the psychological oomph of being around green plants. So it's a, it's a very nice installation and I want to show it off to my students. So thank you, Robert, for making well, it easy. way to go,
2: Robert. Boy, you've made her morning, I'll tell you.
3: Yeah.
2: Happiness is a thing called Charlie, and a thing <laughs> Keep called <that> Charlie. Thought. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Rochelle in Toronto, you got a mystery plant there.
9: Yes, I have something called a frosty fern. Oh yes, that I picked up at an ethnic grocery store, um, and its Latin name is Selaginella with an S, Kraussiana with a K, variegatus. Yep. And it's called Frosty Fern. And oh, the directions, yeah. it's grown in Canada at Hendricks in Beamsville. Mm-hmm. And the directions are medium diffused light, mm-hmm. keep soil evenly moist, and fertilize once a month. Right. And I'm not sure if I'm going to keep the plant or give it to my cousin with the green thumb. Ah. But what do I fertilize it with? What does she fertilize it with?
3: Well, okay, so you're, they're telling you it's a fern, and when you look at the plant, of course, it is a green plant, and the frosty bit comes from its white tips. It's it's a yes, oh, oh, good, you know it. Oh yeah, it's a fairly new plant in the market here in Ontario. Latin. Maybe this is about the third year we're seeing it, either standing alone as you bought it or mixed in a planter, particularly at Christmas time because they just they look great with the little poinsettias and or you know yes, little hollies yes, it's a and very such.
9: Attractive plant.
3: Yeah, so it would be an all, like a 20, 20, 20 or an all purpose fertilizer that you would fertilize this plant with. Okay. I think the bigger challenge will be the hum- lack of humidity in the winter. So the trick is keep that plant away from drafts. Um, th- the challenge is that. We want the plant in a fairly bright spot, but if you go over to your window, of course, that's where your vents are, and the vents are blowing all that hot air right up over the window and right up over the plants that don't like that hot air at all, though they like the light. So I use vent deflectors and I deflect that hot air along the floor uh, yes, and not straight yes. up uh, uh, in front of the window. And that helps so that I can keep plants near the windows. And um, either misting with a little mister or a pebble tray, whatever uh, is possible in terms of raising the humidity around this plant, you'll find it will be just that much happier. It'll stay green, it'll stay you know, bright and cheerful, and the fertilizing once a month is fine. That's a good idea.
9: At first, when I saw it, I thought, "Oh, this is a charming um, artificial plant." Oh yeah, yeah. I had not seen it.
3: Uh, yeah, like I say, it's fairly new in the in the market.
9: Well, it's beautiful, and it I hope is. they have more of them.
3: Well, I think, like I said, you're going to see them. I was in a greenhouse this last Monday out in Bowmanville, and they had quite a few growing in mixed planters. And Hendrix, who you mentioned, is where yours is from. They're very big on mixed uh, gift planters as well. So, yep, it's. Uh, I think we'll see more of them. Okay, okay there's a
9: twenty, twenty, twenty. Yep.
3: Thank you so much. You've done it again. <laughs> <Okay>. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Rochelle. The Garden Show
2: here on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Charlie Doppin, along with Frank. And, uh, so
3: it's pretty, don't you think? Yeah. Look, I'm oh showing gosh, you these images. It's, a re- it's it, quite it, it, a pretty it is, plant. It
2: is beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Frosty fern. Yeah, frosty. Buy it now, little lad says. All right. <laughs> well, I wonder what's on Wanda's mind. We'll find out in just a moment from Scarborough, she's calling him. you see. So I'll be back, and so will Charlie, after these words.
1: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: Well, we were wondering what was on Wanda's mind. (laughs) We're going to find out now. Hey, good morning, Wanda. Welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. Morning. Good morning to you both, and I enjoy your program every Saturday morning. Oh, great, Thank you. For the first time, I grew this lantana plant outdoors, and when it was getting cold, I potted it up and didn't want to shock it just to take it right in. Uh, and I had a little plastic bag around it, but I guess it was too cool for it, so it dropped all its leaves. And I thought it was dead, but I thought, well, okay, I'll leave it for a while. And then little shoots started to come out. So now it has little leaves about a half an inch long. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: How do I care for it?
3: So you've obviously brought it in in the meantime?
5: Oh, yes. I brought it in right the next day when I saw it wasn't happy. Okay.
3: (laughs) All right. And so it's out of the plastic bag. You've got it in a sunny location. Uh, Okay. Here's what I would do. How big is the plant, roughly?
5: It's only about nine inches high. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
5: And my best window is actually a bay window facing north, and it gets a little bit of the uh,
3: east-west. Yeah. Run. Okay, so that, if that's your best window, I would definitely have that plant in the window. It's, the bay windows tend to be a little cooler than the rest of the home, but yeah. that's fine. Lantana's a pretty tough plant, as I'm sure you recognize. Oh, uh-huh. So it was too cold and it dropped its leaves, but the plant survived, and that's the main thing. Yeah. I would get out a sharp pair of scissors or a pair of pruners, and I would prune back all the tips on the plant, so pretend it it 's about nine inches tall and it 's probably maybe about nine or ten inches wide so uh, with my little pruners, I would take off a half an inch or you know a minimum of a half an inch on the ends of every single stem or branch that 's on the plant now that will encourage those little. Tiny green leaves to get bigger faster, and it will also encourage new leaves to grow, uh, which well, is I what did, you want.
5: I did that when I first brought it okay, in. You did something. no after it was um, okay yep. dropping its leaves. Yeah, right. Should I do it again? Nope,
3: no. Nope. If you've done it since this cold experience, then you're fine. The one right. thing to be careful of right now is because it has so little leaf material on the plant, the plant cannot. Uh, Absorb like it can't actually get involved in photosynthesis in a big way because it's still growing the leaves to do that. So you have to be very careful to not overwater during this process as these leaves are growing. So do Uh, do stick your either your finger in the pot or feel the weight of the pot and do not water that plant until it is dried right down till it's almost like a desert bone dry oh. and then water thoroughly so it could be two three four weeks from now before you water based on the soil drying out and yes. then watering thoroughly at that time
5: should I water with tea water would that give it a bit of nourishment
3: um technically no the what's in tea is not what plants need
5: oh <laughs> Water that. uh... Yeah,
3: plain old tap water that's been brought to room temperature is your best way, or actually even best would be rainwater, uh, if you Mm -hmm. have any of that saved. Um, But yeah, that's just good old plain water. And don't even think about fertilizer, anything like that. Just plain water, room temperature, thoroughly wetted. And then come February, March, we'll start talking about fertilizer. Oh, great.
5: So I just keep doing that simple thing is water.
3: Yep. Only as necessary, though. Right.
5: Thank All you,
3: right. Oh. Do you All think right. it'll bloom again? Oh yeah, it'll bloom. It'll bloom next March or April. You'll see. Oh, wonderful! Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you for your call.
2: Uh, and I'm pushing along here for one reason, and that's is Rick is on the line from White River, uh, so and we up there in northern free- country. We got We got to warm him wh- up. R- Good,
3: morning. Yeah. Good morning, Rick.
2: You got your uh, winter socks on, uh, Rick? Oh, uh, probably about minus fifteen this morning. Oh, oh gosh, that's that's winter socks? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I have. Uh, I've been going through my drawer. I got some cyclamen seeds mm. and a little popsicle stick that looked like they were embedded in wax. Oh, yeah. What are the chances of me uh, germinating these things?
3: Huh. How long have you had them?
0: A long time.
3: <laughs> well, as... Try it. I mean, it's worth a try, for sure. There's probably some little instructions, isn't there, on that stick on what to do, lay them on the surface or some such uh, thing?
2: That's probably in the other pile. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Well, the, the longer the seeds stick around, particularly if they're just kind of stuffed in the back of a drawer, often they will not... Um, get better. They will lose viability with time. Right. Uh, so you might be kind of just barking up a wrong, you know, opportunity. But interesting. Yeah, it's always interesting to try. It's a good experiment.
2: Yeah, 're in wax. All right.
3: Okay. Give it a
2: shot and let us know, Rick. That hey. sounds you guys, have a good day. Thank okay, you. thank you. you well, too. there we are. Hey, uh, my gosh, uh, pull the ripcord. Ready to.
3: Yes, I so can tell. You're hold. starting to speak faster and faster. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> what, um, what have you got planned for today? Well, let's see. We're
2: going for Brickies. Right? of course. Yeah, because Shirley's same. buying this morning. Yeah, steak, yeah. steak and eggs, steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heavy duty stuff. And uh, yeah, coming back this afternoon yeah. from uh, two to three thirty. Have lots of fun. Okay, put live That's in like the great city. Music. Yeah,
3: yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like I said, celebrating my daughter's birthday today, my dad's birthday tomorrow, and well, I'm just Sydney. happy birthday. Serious birthday mode. It's just never a dull moment at my house. So uh, thank you very much, Frank. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you all our wonderful callers. We wouldn't have nearly as much fun without all the great callers. Absolutely. All right. See you all again next
0: week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at nine on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin.